deal ryan ford yes sir once again <laughs> so where are you off to today well right now i am just um about to go pick up my meals from my guy here because i got to get back on my meal plan because i need a fight so i got to get back into 175 pound shape um i'm going to meet my buddy here from uh, backyard meals ryan Check them out on Instagram and Facebook. They can do all your pre-made meal preps for you. What's it again? Is Backyard Meals? Backyard Meals. Well, make sure everybody checks them out. Right now, I want to talk to you about Real Deal Athletics. Nothing but the real deal. So we met up on the weekend... And uh, I got I got some of your stuff. I have this fantastic RDA hat, a hundred percent hustle, zero percent luck. That hat's not playing around. It's fantastic. Yeah, bro. You know it's uh, the quality. The quality has to be the real deal. Like I said last time, I if I don't wear it, I ain't gonna sell it. So here is the biggest thing that I was impressed with: is this hat is made for guys with ginormous heads. I have a huge head, and I have four snaps done up on this, where all the rest of my hats I have two done. So, like, when I put this on, people are like, oh, you have a normal size head now. It's fantastic. Perfect. I love it. It's my favorite hat. That's what I'm talking about, bro. <laughs> so this morning I did make an order from realdealathletics.ca, ordered some shirts, and I'm going to review those when they come in because I do have your Trap Lord shirt. That shirt's not playing around either. It's top quality. Yeah, yeah. Those are uh, my guys over in Montreal from uh, 12 Ounces. Um, same guys that uh, do my Crooks and Castle stuff. You know, their uh, their print is always on, on point, right? Uh, the T-shirt quality is nothing but the real deal. But... Um, yeah, our Real Deal Athletics line is actually being uh, printed by um, uh, another company. So uh, the Real Deal Athletics, everything that you get from uh, the Real Deal Athletics is uh, made, print, bagged, pegged in Canada. It's all wonderful. I was upset, though, because I couldn't get the red, the red Champ shirt. I was mad. Which one? The red one with... Uh, it's got your logo on it with the arms up. It's the champ shirt. I was very angry. It was sold out. Oh, the Crooks and Castles. Yeah, that one. Um, you know what? It's probably sold out online, but I think I have a few sizes at home in my garage. So I will look for you, brother, and I will get that out to you. See, it's always good having friends that have clothes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's always good. 
So you were at the KO Boxing Show on the weekend. We talked there for a little bit. What did you think of the whole the whole evening? Yeah, you know what? It was um, the guys from Edmonton, you know, they, they put it on. They put on a good show. Um, you know, uh, yeah, man, I trained with a lot of these guys down at Avenue Boxing, and, um, you know, they showed up. Adam Braidwood's opponent was not playing around either. No, you know, that's uh, that, that's good, you know, because um, in this game you need to be tested. You know, when you get tested, it only brings out the better in you. So, um, you know, it's good that, you know, like like it, once again, man, I fought a few Mexicans here already, and um, Mexicans are tough. They come to fight, you know, and, yeah. and people are like, oh, this looks unmatched, you know, because the way that he looks. But people don't understand in this fight game, we don't train to look good. We train to, to hurt people, you know. We, we, we train to beat the other guy standing in that other corner. So, you know, um, hopefully a lot of people will open their eyes from that last fight and see that, you know, looks don't mean shit. <laughs> exactly. I've seen some pretty nasty looking guys like uh like a Roy Nelson type that can go out and knock your block off in ten seconds. Exactly, right? And and they don't look like they're conditioned at all, but these guys are conditioned, right? It's it's fight conditioning, you know, it's not a pose for your uh fitness uh magazine conditioning. Yeah. I know you've got a lot of stuff lined up. You're a busy guy. Um are we gonna see you on the next Edmonton show? Yeah, hundred percent. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to do a post here probably tomorrow or something. But uh, yeah, I believe uh, the fight is uh, going to be December eighth here oh. in Edmonton, which is my mama's birthday. Oh. So um, I'm hoping that I get that Canadian light heavyweight title. Um, you know, it's either like I said before. You know, Tim Cronin either has to put his belt up and fight me for it, or the commission's just going to strip him. The sanctioned body's just going to strip him. And I'm going to get it either way. So he can either get beat up for it or I can just take it. Well, I hope Tim Cronin does show up because I think that uh, that's a good fight, actually. I'd like to see it. For sure. You know, East Coast versus West Coast. Let's get it done. <laughs> I, have, I haven't heard of him fighting in a while, actually. So is he, has he been out of action? Uh, no, you know what? I believe he did fight in... Um, I think it was either New Brunswick or uh, Cornwall show or, or somewhere in Montreal or Ontario a little while ago. Um, and that's when I called him out last time. And then uh, I guess he had a, a wedding, his uh, honeymoon that he was going on. That's why he couldn't fight me in October. Um, so, uh, you know, hopefully his honeymoon goes good and he gets all that stuff out the way and he has enough time to, to fight me in December. Well, let's hope that happens. Now, are you allowed to talk about anything that's going to be coming up sooner than December, or are you you're going to stay silent about that for now? Oh well, right now I'm just in limbo. I'm just trying to get these fights. I'm I'm hoping to hear back. Um, you know, maybe get on that Three Lions card October 28th in uh, Hamilton. Yeah. Um, you know, I know their card's full, uh, but I'm hoping that they are able to squeeze me on it. Um, if not, you know, I'm I'm. Anybody who's listening, any promoters, anywhere, I'm I'm down 175 plus one, 180, 185, whatever. You know, I'm I'm ready to fight anyone, anywhere. So um, that's about it. You know, if, if this fight in October don't happen, you know I'm you know me, I'm just going to be on my hustle trying to find the fight. <laughs> you're you're always trying to find a fight. You've been really active over the last couple of years. Like, what have you had? What are you uh, 13 and 0? 13 fights, yeah. <sighs> But I don't, I don't know I how you do that. Be more. 
<laughs> I don't know how you do that. So that's a minimum of six or seven fights a year. Yeah, man. I wish I could do a minimum of 10, 12. <laughs> well, that's that's a lot of money at that point. <laughs> and, and, uh, and super busy. Um, like with the boxing training and being so active, are you – and coming over from MMA, where obviously there's a lot of injuries, are you getting? You're not getting any injuries in boxing, obviously. No, you know you get the odd day that you're sore and stuff from the hard sparring rounds and stuff like that. But no, I'm not walking out of training camp with you know waking up the next morning with my back you know not being able to move from wrestling or my neck being kinked one way. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, you know, in training camp, you know, this isn't. You know, we're not playing volleyball or some ping pong, but, uh, you know, you're always going to have your little injuries because at the end of the day, if you don't have a little injury or something, it just shows that, you know, you're not training with the right people, you know? So um, you are getting those little injuries and stuff, but nothing like broken arms and, you know, messed up knees and stuff like that. Yeah, which which makes life a heck of a lot better, obviously. Like. <laughs> Getting like having a hard time walking up the stairs and stuff like that's one thing, but not being able to turn your neck or or pick your kids up because you got a broken arm is uh, two different things. Yeah, big time. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the other day I did uh, see and I talked to a gentleman. I don't want to mess his name up too bad, but his name is Malaldin Miljes. He's a heavyweight in Canada. Who's that, Mel? Maladin, I think that is name. I think that's yeah, yeah, yeah. From you, Toronto, Mel. Yeah, yeah, we just, yeah, 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 yeah. So I was talking to him, and he's uh, he maybe fighting Dylan Carmen for the uh, Canadian heavyweight title, which is fantastic. Yeah, I saw I saw his post there on Instagram and Facebook. Dylan, um, well, Dylan's been fairly inactive for the last year and a half, so it's it's good that he's going to fight a Canadian guy and. That guy ain't small either. He's huge. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he's been he's been out a year and a half, so you know he's been inactive. He's been on the Big Brother show smoking cigarettes and stuff. So you know <laughs> they need to they need to give him. Uh, they need to he needs to fight for that belt that he has. You know, not even these other Canadians that are working hard for that belt just being stuck in a limbo. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's it's good that uh, that these guys. Um, are getting that fight for sure. Well, hopefully it happens. He hasn't signed yet, but uh, I just I thought that was pretty pretty good news for Canadian boxing, especially in the heavyweight division. Seeing as how we got so many, there's a lot of heavyweights that are booting around that want a shot at that title. Adam Braidwood being one of them. Uh, it's just good that it's going to get defended. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, and uh, for yourself, you're are you willing to go up to cruiserweight to fight? Exactly. But, uh, um, you know, like, for me right now, it's like light heavyweight division is my division right now. Cruiserweight, you know, you got to think about it. You know, these guys, cruiserweight are cutting down from, like, you know, 225, 230. Yeah. You know, and they have, like, you know, they're walking around, like, 6'4", 6'5", you know, 6'3". I'm 5'11". So, um, you know, that's the thing about uh, weight categories. There's weight categories for a reason, right? <laughs> Uh, how easy is that cut for you to 175? Like I know you used to cut the 170 for uh, MMA, but it's still a big cut. Like you're you're not a small guy. 
the 175 is easy, bro. Oh. I can make that weight uh, all the time. I'm used to get down to, you know, 169, 170 for um, MMA. And, and I also fought uh, a boxing fight at super middle, middleweight at 168. So, oh, wow. uh, you know, it, it all goes with your mental focus, right? And, and how you train and you diet properly and whatnot. That's, that, that comes down to it, right? And right now, my body, uh, I'm dialed in to, you know, to make 170 pounds or to make 175 pounds. So I've been doing this for, you know, uh, 13 years now in the fight game. And uh, if I don't have something dialed in by then, there's a problem. <laughs> so are you still doing, like, the, the Epsom salt baths to cut weight? Because I see a lot of the boxers, they don't actually, they're not jumping in saunas or anything like that. They're putting on a sauna suit and going for a run and making weight. Yeah, yeah, no, I do, um, uh, I, you know, it all depends, um, it all depends where I'm at, like in Singapore, in their hotels, they don't have bathtubs, so that was hard, uh, well, it wasn't hard, but it was just, you know, they, I couldn't do the Epsom salt bath, so I just, uh, put on the sweatsuit, the sauna suit and stuff, and, and, you know, did a walk and stuff, uh, when I cut the weight, I don't, um, I don't go hard, you know, like, there's no reason to go hard. Like, I know how much weight I got to cut. It's not a rush. It's just, you know, just get it done. Yeah. So, um, you know, I've done the Epsom salt bath. I've done the saunas. I've done the walk on the treadmill. I've done it outside, uh, you know, in, 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 uh, Singapore in, in the heat. So, um, yeah, you know, it's just, I, I know where my body needs to be dialed in to get it done. And, you know, I've had 40 professional, uh, fights and I've never missed weight one time. That's a good track record to have because, well, hitting 170 is not easy for a lot of guys, especially guys at your size, but you have it down to a science. So it's, if it's yeah, working. Yeah, that's the thing. Here. Uh-oh, you cut out. I stopped things here. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, the weight... How do you feel about weight cutting? Like, obviously, you're getting down to a weight within probably 10 pounds through diet. But there's some guys that are out there that are cutting 20, 25 pounds. It's obviously not that healthy. Once again, you know, it goes to how they dial themselves in, right? Like, uh, my last couple fights in Singapore, I was 192 three days out before weigh-ins, right? And... um you know, I just know what I need to do to, to get the weight off. Um, and some guys are exactly like me, right? But then there's some guys who just uh, think it's going to be easy, and then when it gets hard, they quit. That's true. <laughs> so you're not going to be hitting up a drive through today or anything like that. We're not going to be reviewing any muffins, obviously. No muffins today. I'm back on my uh, <laughs> I'm back on the diet. The last couple of weeks I've been eating muffins and everything. um another question about diet so when you're when you're on you're on like there's no cheating at all oh yeah you know what like uh you have to um my 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 cheats my cheats go like my cheats aren't meals okay so you know my cheats will be like a handful of chocolate almonds or you know it'll be like uh I'll go to Ikea and get the non-fat ice cream that they got there, stuff like that, right? But me, I can't uh, I can't cheat. My cheat meal can't be like, oh, let's go to McDonald's, have a Big Mac fries and stuff. I, I can't do that when I'm in training camp. 
<laughs> just, I know you can, but yeah. I just for me, it's like if I eat that, I feel like okay, well, I gotta go for another run. <laughs> I kind of, I kind of feel like you're the kind of guy that if you're gonna do it, you're gonna do it, and if you're not, you're not. Yeah, that's the thing, right? If I'm gonna diet, I'm gonna diet. Yeah. If I ain't gonna diet, well, I, I ain't dieted. <laughs> last couple weeks, I haven't dieted. <laughs> Well, I think you kind of need that to recover too, right? Like if you're just constantly going, going, going all the time with no stop, then there, there's got to be a break somewhere. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, you have to live a bit, right? Or else you'll just go crazy. So while you're getting ready, to, you're going to get back into a semi-fight camping and get down into weight. What's your day looking like then? Are you in the gym three times a day? Gym day. Uh, you know, I get my running and, uh, my running and weights and stuff, all that type of stuff done in the mornings. And then at nighttime, it's, uh, you know, uh, focus on the boxing technique, you know, 20 rounds, yep. uh, you know, skipping, speed bag, heavy bag, pad work, sparring, you know, it's nighttime is focused on the skill. And in the morning is focus on the conditioning and all that type of stuff. So I'm going to get you out of here pretty quick, Ryan. We're going to do this once a week, so we're going to have to save things to talk about. Well, one thing I want to do with you on every episode is you always have a real good selection of music that you put to your workouts. I want the real deal music pick for the day. Okay, what did I listen to today? Um, well, I was uh, listening to uh, Meek Mill, Wins and Losses. That's okay. a good. Uh, that's a good track that I like to listen to. Um, uh, Kevin Gates, "Wish I Had It," "Whale," "Ambition." Um, you know, a little bit of James Brown. I feel good. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm. I'm really liking. Um, uh, what's his name here? Uh, Key Grizzly. He's got some new uh, new songs out. And, um, yeah, that new Post Malone 21 Savage rock star. Well, you brought up James Brown. I actually have a CD of yours from back in the day from Zuma, and James Brown's on it. Yeah, bro, you know, get up. You got to get up. You got to, <laughs> you know, I, I listen to, like, a lot of the, when I'm running, I like to listen to a lot of old school stuff because it, it's like uh it gives me that extra drive to push. Like, you know, I got the power by snap, you know, good vibrations, Marky Mark. Yeah. Uh, too legit to quit by MC hammer, heavy <laughs> D and the boys, you know, like, uh, uh, that old school stuff, man, that just makes you just pick it up a notch. One old school song I do have on mine is, uh, Sam and Dave. Hold on. I'm coming. I like that song. Sam and Dave. Hold on. I'm coming. Yeah. You never heard that I song? I heard that one. Oh, you're gonna have, to, have to check it out. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to put that one on the on the uh, on the mix because it's fantastic. Okay, hold on. <laughs> I'm coming. Hold Matt on, and Dave. It's a it's an old I'm school. I'm coming song. home. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, I'm gonna get Ryan out of here. So that's on the road with the real deal. On the road with the real deal.
every week. This is Jelena Marjanovich, eight-time world champion, and you are listening to the Spice of Life podcast. Welcome to the Spice of Life podcast, featuring Tanner Wilshaw and Luke Spicer, two talented fighters discussing life, fighting, work, family, balance, and everything in between. Tune in weekly for your fill of laughs. Now, here's your hosts, Tanner Wilshaw and Luke Spicer. All right, guys, welcome back to the Spice of Life podcast. Uh, today on the podcast, we were supposed to have a fucking MMA guy on. Uh, he didn't come on. He didn't message back. He uh, he had set a time with us and then just decided he didn't want to do it. So, uh, Joe Diesel Riggs, you're just as bad as all those other motherfuckers that pull out of fights with you. Fuck you. So, <laughs> what we're going to do today is we're actually going to talk about the KO boxing card that happened because we were there live in person. You guys yeah. can go on our Facebook page and watch all the fights except for a couple of them that we didn't record. But uh, we're going to we're gonna break this motherfucker down. That was a good card. Every fight was, was fantastic. I'm just pissed off about that stupid commission guy at the very beginning. We missed one of the we, – we, you said that would be fight of the night. It was one of the best matchups of the whole night, back and forth, all out, you know, a little battle, a couple smaller – I mean smaller, I say smaller, 147 pounds. And uh, those two went at it, and here we are standing off to the side like a couple morons going, the frick, man, we're not going to get sitting down calling the big wig. Hey, Mel, what's going on? Mel makes shit happen. That's great. She was not very happy about that. No. That guy was not happy, the commission, when she sits us down and tells us, they can't sit here and blah, blah, blah. And then when they move us to the other side, then, you know, he's, you know, laughing with us and stuff and thinking it's all right. It's like, what a character, man. Like, you know, make it happen. Well, the first time we ever went to KO Boxing, that's the guy that sat us down in our seats. I know. Same guy. But we were... But we were also early. Well, that's right? true. Like, but like, like we showed up early to the to the second one we went to and put our shit down in a, in a legit press spot, and then that the whoever the fat fuck was that was taking pictures decided he was going to move our stuff. Yeah, like worked out okay that show. Then we got to sit beside Dustin. So Williams I like from- I like the other seats better anyway. Like where the table's not in front of us. Dude, so like we're, yeah like you, you know what i'm talking about yeah 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 i didn't like where we were first sitting last like like no. on saturday but but even where we were where we spent the whole night i didn't like those either i would have rather have moved over to where the photographers were no yeah i would have rather have been standing or sitting where the the photographer was like where we normally sit yeah yeah but it, it is what it is. Next time we'll show up there and we'll put our shit down. If somebody moves it, somebody's losing their head. I think that we need to get. Um, well, Mel even said she's like, just remind me. I'll put some. I'll put some uh, names on the on the seat. So I think we need to have that. Like, we'll bring them down for the weigh-ins the day before or whatever. We'll get some nice nice things with our logo, like reserved for Spice of Life podcast and we give them to mel we'll say here just stick those on 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 two prime seats over there for us and we'll be good yeah well like the one guy that was behind us when they they first sat us down on the uh where we were sitting behind the photographer the guy in the seat behind us was laughing his ass off because he he leans over to me he goes does he not know who you guys are 
Yeah, well, he he's I I don't know who that guy is. I've seen him lots, but he he knows Jelena or like Jelena and Mel and everybody really well. He's one of their main. Uh, uh, I think he's a, a sponsor guy or something like that. I don't oh. know who he is, but I've seen him before, and I felt bad because I meant to say, "Oh, who, who, what's your name or whatever?" Because yeah, I I uh, that 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 was a funny thing. Like, what the hell? He he doesn't know who he's who he's telling no to. It's like, yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. So. The first fight of the night was uh, Rafael Santoro versus Patrick Lafleur. Uh, we kind of jumped all over that fight on the podcast because Pat came out and said some stuff online, and then uh, the new face of Burger King retaliated. And uh, it, it, the hype for that fight was the the biggest fight as for hype on the card. Oh, totally! And it only—I mean—they were—they were going at it beforehand a little bit, nothing big, and then the the matchup got canceled. And then um, Patrick waited until like just before and then said something. I mean, he knew three weeks ago as well that it was canceled and then uh, waited and then and then announced it like he just found out and all that stuff and and made him look bad. And then next thing you know, they're getting it. So, I mean, he did everything he needed to to win. But, you know, he talked after to us, too. And it makes me wonder, like he kind of said, I felt off, but he did the right thing. But I wonder if just. All that mental stuff of getting in and, 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 you know, saying all that stuff got to him a little bit, kind of affected him, I think. He, he started to, it looked like he was trying too hard out there instead of just, instead of just rolling with it and, and fighting, right? He was fighting, he was fighting angry. He was mad of course he was. at the dad, not at Raphael. Yeah. And, and he, he didn't perform well. Where Raphael didn't, you know, maybe the, maybe the dad's got a good point with the kids not doing a bunch of the, media and a bunch of things right he kind of kept them sheltered from all the other nonsense they just strained they didn't they, they had no blood well i think Raphael still did but he, he came to win well the problem with the the mentality behind keeping your keeping your fighters out of the press or, or like closed mouths don't get fed unfortunately in this day and age you cannot just get by with your fighting skills no, like I those, agree. Both the Santoro brothers can fight. I would say that Rafael is a little more technical than Carlito is. Oh, but, yeah. But uh, if you're not out, like what Patrick did was the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, whether he was mentally prepared for the shitstorm, then it wasn't even that big of a shitstorm, to be truthful. But whether he was mentally prepared for that is another thing. Um, most, like a lot of the boxing guys that you see they're a little more respectful than than mma guys and uh they're not they're not quite used to that trash talk and level of uh uh, verbal aggression before the fight goes right so Mm -hmm. it's kind of a new thing but but at the same time the guy's got to learn how to deal with that yeah totally i mean yeah especially if you're gonna especially if you're gonna use it to your advantage or or, or or not, or use it, period, right? I mean, he's used it, it got what he wanted, and then he wasn't able to capitalize on it the rest of the way because it hindered, I think that hindered his performance. I really enjoyed the fight. I thought it was great. Uh, Pat, obviously, he didn't come to fight on that night. That wasn't the Patrick LaFleur mm-hmm. that we've seen in the past yep. in the ring. Uh, uh, hopefully, down the line, he can get a rematch. Uh, he did get uh, TKO'd in the fourth round, I believe. Yeah. So. Yeah, it was close in the third, uh, the one point there, right? Like he did, he did get the one eight count because his glove touch. He did get cracked pretty good, and he kind of stumbled, and his glove touched the mat, but yeah. he got up and he was fine. But I mean, the ref counted him. Um, I I do think that uh, Rafael, though, like the 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 performance that he had, 
I mean, you could see, right? We've seen Patrick um, compete a couple times now. He he was different. He was off. So, um, you know, not taking away from Raphael's performance, it was masterful. He did really well. Yeah. Uh, but he didn't beat the Patrick that we all expected to see, right? So um, it would be nice to, to see that rematch, to see if he can figure things out. You know, it's all part of it. The mental game is part of fighting. So, I mean, if you're not there on that day and that's why you lose, it might as well be because you didn't run enough. Yeah. And there's st- it's still part of the game. It's still he he capitalized on it. He was a hundred percent that night, and he looked really sharp. It was, he looked really good. Well, at the end of the day, for a pro debut to take on a guy like Patrick Lafleur that's had twenty some odd fights, right? Like, I know that the so like most of them are MMA fights, but he's a seasoned veteran in combat sports, and for Rafael to to get a win like that for his first pro win is is fantastic. The crazy thing is that was that kid's third fight ever. Yeah. Like, he had two amateur boxing matches, and that was his third match ever. Yeah. He looked like somebody that had 20 or 30 matchups, at least. Like, he looked really good. And like you said, Patrick's no slouch. No. So it wasn't that he came in there and, and outclassed the typical, you know, MMA guy that decided to box that had no skills at all. Like, yeah. Patrick can fight. And, and Rafael, like... He beat the brakes off him. From the very beginning, it was apparent that this was not going to go the way that kind of a lot of people figured it was. Yeah. You know, I mean, basically the Centuro camp was like, you guys don't know what you're what you're getting into. And they proved it, man. That kid came to fight. It was good. Well, at the end of the day, there's a lot of trash talk that went on, especially on my behalf. Um, <laughs> I ain't ever going to apologize for it because that's what I Why do. would you? I wouldn't. Yeah. But uh, Rafael looked fantastic. The second fight of the night was Carlito Santoro versus one of the toughest Mexicans I think I've ever seen is uh, Hugo Aguilar. I've seen him fight mm-hmm. before, Hugo. He's uh, He comes to fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So apparently in the second or the third round, Carlito got his ribs broken. Yeah, I heard that after. Yeah. So uh, Hugo's tough, man. He hits hard. He comes to fight. Um I don't like the the fight for me wasn't as exciting as the uh, the Patrick and Raphael fight. Like the, the, they it, were going it didn't at have it. As, it didn't have as much pre-fight hype, even though Patrick and them started only one week before. There was more there was more emotion behind their matchup. It wasn't just a matchup. There was bigger things riding on than just a test of skill, and um, I, I think that's why. Right, and it yeah. kind of overshadowed. You know, Carlito being being the younger brother, but he's still good. It's neat to know, though, like not neat that he got his ribs broken, but neat to know that he did. And as a young kid, to be able to just suck it up. I mean, we watched it. I didn't know that till yeah. till way later that, that it happened. So it's like you couldn't even tell. He he he's a he's a warrior. Then you know, I mean, he came to box. He's he proved it again. He deserves to be in there with with uh, with hard hitting pros and good for him. Well. He took on uh, Hugo, and Hugo he, Hugo's not fucking around. He throws bombs. Mm-hmm. So good good for the Santoro brothers. It's good to see, the obviously, the, the Edmonton guys win, uh, even though we did have Edmonton versus Edmonton with Patrick and uh, Raphael. Or at the end of the day, Patrick, you are French. 
Oh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but, you know, and that's the interesting thing. Like there, there hasn't been much out of the Centuro gym in the in the form of um, you know, uh, sore sore winning or anything like no. that. They've kind of been pretty good. I mean, the the one the one post came out was like, which I did like. You know, it was like, be careful what you wish for. The results you get might not be what you wanted. I was like, yeah, yeah fair enough, man. That's good. But you know, that was it. He's been been pretty good, uh, I think. So. Who knows, right? I mean, Patrick's also kind of been quiet about things. I'm sure when he tries to get that rematch and turns to the social media thing, that that there'll be a bit of a backlash coming the other way, oh, which 100%. I'm sure will be funny to to partake and watch from the sidelines again. 100. Uh, and the, and the dad, I can't remember his fucking name now. I'm drawing a blank. Lino. Lino. He was a good sport about it too. Like there's no. Nobody hates anybody or anything like that. He he understands, but mm-hmm. uh, it, it was good. I hope those kid two kids keep doing well. And obviously, we'll be talking about them because they're gonna fight a KO boxing again. Yeah, December eighth, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's the same night as Havoc. Well, guess where we'll be. Well, I'll be in KO because I'll be coming <laughs> off a fresh win from Philadelphia, so I'll be uh, good to go. Is that happening? I'm pretty sure it's happening. They're still working on things. Fenton was just checking with his buddy again. So well, let's not announce anything until it's a go. I don't want to get everybody all fired up and then I'm making memes and <laughs> I'm not doing anything until it's a for sure thing. I just mean it's nice that it's the week after that I'll be able to be there. So yeah, one hundred percent. Next fight of the night was Eric Taylor and Lamari Carmona, which didn't last very long. No, it did not. A boy can hit hard. E.T. knocked Lamari clean out with a left hook. Uh-huh. And yeah. uh, he's like, you don't see a lot of emotion coming out of Eric at all. Like, he's pretty cool, but he jumped up on the ropes after he won. Like, he fucking just climbed Mount Everest. It's <laughs> mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. holy fuck. You don't, uh, good for him. I'm glad, I'm glad he got a knockout um, coming off his last fight, which was a draw. It was a tough fight. He fought a tough, another tough Mexican dude, but uh, it's good to see Eric get a get a finish win because I think the last couple fights we've been to, uh, he's had decisions. Yeah, yeah. Well, it showed that he worked on some good stuff. I mean, he he thanked Cam O'Connell for helping him with his left hook, and he put it put it to uh, put it to good use on Friday night and dropped that guy. I mean, he put a lot into that too when he cracked him. You know, he just. Didn't wind up necessarily, but he definitely was was uh, spring loaded, ready to come back with that hook after he slipped that that one punch. Right, yeah. Bang! He hit that guy and out. Like he was done. There was no there. There's no discrepancy there in, in how he got knocked out. It was out. The only thing that's upsetting about it is there's not much to talk about. <laughs> no, no. Et hit him. He went out. And then uh, the next fight came, which was uh, Stan Cermak versus Tim Camelli. Now, this fight, we have some stuff to talk about. Again, and I'll say it right from the very beginning, this is why even round fights are dumb. Yes. There should have been a fifth round. We we were calling for one more round. Mm-hmm. I mean, according to the judges' scorecards, obviously they're stupid, and it, he still would have lost, but it is what it is. That fight should have been scored as a draw. And uh, they did give it to Stan. Um, I'd like to watch it again. I know it's on our page. I was actually planning on trying to watch it before we recorded today because I knew we were talking. I just didn't have time to uh, watch it. But, you know, I wanted to see it one more time. It's always a little different watching it, 
you know, with the intent of just watching it than to, you know, score it, right? And I think yeah. I actually taped that one, so I can't remember if I was, if that was one of the ones I taped or not, but I, I wasn't paying attention to it. I'm pretty sure it was. I had, uh, I've watched it twice. Uh, both times I've watched it, I had Tim Camelli winning 3-1. Oh, wow. Yeah. Even more. Not early because earlier you said a draw too, right? I thought it was a draw. Now that I've watched, like at the end of the at the end of the day, the way the judges scored the card was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like I agree. I've even talked to people that are part of the KO roster, and they don't think Stan won the fight. Hmm. There, there's something to be said for controlling the ring. Now, yeah. if people think controlling the ring is going around the perimeter dancing and getting caught in the corner and taking some shots then maybe Stan did win the fight but that's just it. I could see if he took the outside and and he didn't get stuck but Tim was able to to still control that dancing and work him back and then trap him in the corner and punish him until he gets tied up and they work their way back out but he always hunted him down and got him into the corner right so you can say that like oh Stan moved and did this because well, Rich and I kind of talked a little bit about it at, at, at dinner after, right? And, you know, I said, wow, bounce around like that. And he's like, that's boxing. It's not It's not who can be the best fighter. It's yes. who can be the best boxer. And I was like, well, I agree. I still, but just because your feet are moving doesn't mean you're boxing. No, it means you're running. Yeah, you need, you need to be using your hands. And, and he didn't he didn't slip a lot either. Like, Tim still hit him a lot, you know, so. Tim yeah. landed more strikes than Stan did. That's, that's mm-hmm. the reality of the fight. Um, I, I thought it was a bad decision. Um, I feel bad for Tim because, uh, yeah. I, I thought Tim won the fight and, and with losing the third fight, it, it kind of puts a stamp on it, right? Like you can't run yeah. it back again. No, not so, really. Which not is much. why, which is why five rounds would have been great. Cause I think one more round and Tim might add his number again too. Um, it was funny at the end of the night though. I was talking to Jelena at the show, and and Tim comes over, and I'm like, "Hey man, you know," and this and that, and then he's like, oh, "I think I broke my hand," and and we like looked at his hand, and Jelena's like, "Where?" And she pokes it, like you know, if it's broken, she like pushed on his hand or whatever because it would hurt. And he's like, he's like, "Ah, oh, well," and he didn't flinch. And she's like, "Can't be broken." He didn't even move. He's like, "Wow, maybe just like a hairline thing or something, like just kind of weird." I was like. Tim, and then we saw him later. He was walking by the uh, state in Maine at like midnight or you know twelve thirty, and he saw us. So he came in with him and his and he a little bit more, and I had to check his hand out. But yeah, there was there's there's no swelling on that hand, Tim. I was like, dude, this, don't use that as a as a reason. And he said he hurt his hand. I mean, he still could have still could have hit him funny and hurt it, you know. But it was it was unfortunate. We talked to him. I mean, I I felt bad for him. He was. You know, he's holding himself pretty well, but, you know, nothing stings worse than knowing you lost the fight where you actually didn't lose it and the and the judges yeah. kind of give it one way, right? So At the end of the day, people say don't leave it to the judges. I think that's a bullshit comment. Um, the judges uh, should be competent enough to score a fight properly and and not and not favor people. It's a it's a serious thing in boxing like when you look at Adelaide Bird scoring the the Canelo Triple G fight as retardedly as she did. It it happens. There's mm-hmm. fuck all that we can do about it. it just the guys got to go out there and try to finish the fight. Well, and I think that's the reason why everybody uses that. No, I think I know that's why people use that ex- use that that 
line, right? Don't leave it to the judges because, yeah, anything can happen. Even in a in a in a fight that essentially, you know, in the big scheme of things, that fight doesn't really matter. Yeah. The Tim and and Stan. I mean, it matters for Stan's career. Tim's career, you know, not so much because Tim's just doing Tim, and and he'll he'll <laughs> he's still got a big personality. There'll there'll still be more opportunity for Tim to to get in there and compete. Um, but you know, now you got this. You know they're going in it, and and I I don't think that Tim didn't put everything into it that he could have. It's not like he walked away and went, man, I should have tried a little harder. Like I think he still did what he needed to do. It just came up short in the judge's eyes, right? So, well, that fight did have did have consequences behind it because at the end of the day, there's a giant heavyweight. His name is Adam Braidwood that wants to fight. And he'll <laughs> yeah. fight. He'll fight anybody. If Tim had won that fight, it probably would have been Tim versus Braidwood next. If Stan had a won that fight, well, Stan did win the fight. If Stan actually had a fought, then it probably would have been Stan and Adam next. But yeah, well, I mean, there was a buzzing around talk talking of that, right? That that, that was going to be be happening or whatever. And I mean, hey, I hate to say it, right? If 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 somebody wants, not I don't hate to say it, because I'm going to say it anyway. So, <laughs> um, if if coach wants it, right, and says it, and Stan doesn't, you know, and he's like, wow, I don't really want that fight. That that's not a fight that I'm prepared to, to to take right away or whatever that would also play on his mentality fighting you know pretty hard to pretty hard to go out there and give it all you got knowing that if you perform masterfully you have to fight this giant next time and you don't want to do it yeah there would be some hold back in there there would be some hesitation in the way he does things and maybe that was what, what you saw he still looked better than he did when tim you know cracked him their their second fight and KO'd him. Yeah, but at the same time, I don't think he was as sharp as he was the the matchup before when we saw him for that bounce back match. He looked really slick that night, and and he wasn't was somewhere in between on Friday night. Well, I think a matchup between Adam and Stan is fairly boring until Adam knocks him out. Stan's not going to go in the pocket with him. No, he ain't going to stand there like t- like Braidwood's opponent did this time. No. Uh, I think uh, a matchup between Tim and Adam is a little more interesting with Tim being a southpaw and his willingness to exchange. Do I think it turns out well for Tim? Probably not. No. No, and I also don't know if he would stand there and exchange with, with Adam the same way he would with some other guys. I don't think so. I mean, I don't think he has a choice because he doesn't have the reach on him, but at the same time, he's going to be... He's gonna have to move around a little bit more. It'd be a great, it would be a great matchup for Braidwood because I honestly believe he'd be able to use his footwork a, a, enough because he'd be able to move a little bit and he could work at it. Like that would be a match where, where I think Rich could have him really working in some cutting angles, doing different things, and have him working on some skills, knowing that, you know. By the third round, if he's frustrated, he can just flick that switch again and yeah. be like, "Okay, go, you know, go secure the win now and 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 you know, fight him just to get the win or whatever, right? Because I, I think that's going to probably be in the back of of both their minds the whole time during training. Like we got to keep working on stuff, but then there's this period where you go, "Hey, man, you have to knock him out or you're going to lose the fight." Well, can I just fight him, coach? Yeah, you can. Okay, go. And then he just storms out there and just yeah. does the braid. That's kind of what he did uh, on Friday night, right? He's yeah. trying to box the guy and do whatever, and then eventually just started getting hit, and it was just like. Light switched and it's go time. Well, before we get into that fight, let's just wrap up this Stan and Tim fight. I do want to say though that I do like Stan. I think Stan's a great guy. Oh, me um, too. Like, I, in no ways do I want to shit on him, but I don't think he won the fight, unfortunately. 
and uh, don't take it as a personal thing because <laughs> you're, you're going to hear about it. So it, it, yeah. is, it is what it is. But the, the next fight of the night was Adam Braidwood versus Christian Lorando. The Mexican that guy zombie. Had bigger <laughs> eyebrows than me. I don't care what Tammy said on the live feed. <laughs> he was uh so they had him pitted as six foot five. He was every bit of five foot eleven. Yeah, well, I think he was probably six one. He's taller than me because I met him after. He's taller than I am. Is he? Yeah. Okay. But anyway, uh, he came to fight. He was not playing around, and he was the most composed guy on the card. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it looked like it looked like one of those cagey old old vets. It's just like, um, yeah, just he's been around, had a hundred and you know whatever fights teams or more. Like I'd be interested to see their amateur record, right? But I think he had 40, 40 professional. No. Wasn't it that many? 30? Four and oh. No. Yeah. He's four uh, oh and one as a pro. No, I heard other guys talking other stuff. I I, I, I don't think that's I'm looking right. at his record right now. It's four oh really? And one. Yeah. Weird. I think okay. like when you get a Mexican record though, you can almost one hundred percent multiply it by three and that's what it is. <laughs> No. So, like, they get those Mexican fucking fights that go on the bars. I guarantee you that guy's got more fights than five. Yeah, 100% he does because you don't get that composed by doing that. Like, he just, he did not, he did not care. It was like he sat there. You know, it's the, um, yeah, I don't know. It it reminded me of, like, watching, watching, uh, um, the the Van Damme movie Kickboxer where at the very beginning he just walks out and he's just kind of like, juke, juke. Like, it didn't matter what Adam hit it with. He just sat there. Yeah. Like, I mean, Adam cracked him in the body that would have folded most men in half. And he just kind of, like, absorbed it. It was like Homer Simpson when he gets hit. And he's just like, whack. He did. He looked like a a comic book character almost, the way he was fighting. He just, whatever, would hit him back, you know. And even when he hit Braidwood, Braidwood showed, like, Wow, this guy hits hard. Like he, you could see the reaction in Braidwood's face when he got hit. Like you know, the slight, you know, not not a cringe, but but basically, you could tell he got hit. Where yeah. the other guy, it was like it was almost like he was getting hit by a kid. And we know that Braidwood, you could see stuff moving on him. Yeah. Where you know he's been hit hard, and his facial expression didn't <coughs> didn't show anything at all. He's the only guy that I've seen in Braidwood's all ten fights now. That when Adam hit him, he didn't give a shit. No, did not. The only care. time he, the only time he showed any kind of um, emotion or anything was when Adam two fisted him and knocked him down. He got up and he was pissed off. That was it. He, his expression did not change, even when he got knocked out. You couldn't even tell he was going out until his legs buckled. His face still looked the same. Yeah, he just toppled over like somebody hacked his legs from underneath him. Yeah. <laughs> And then, uh, and then, obviously, Adam finished it very quickly after that. Yeah, but it was a good fight. Uh, like it, it took it. Adam's boxing skills didn't win that fight this time. Adam's street fighting skills won that fight. Totally, yeah. And and he he was he was made very aware of that by uh, by Milan and and uh, Rich after the fight. You know that he's got to 
do it. I mean, he's, he says, okay, time to get serious now, right? Yeah. And I'll laughs it off. And, and, but I think he's serious. I mean, he is growing, right? I mean, you could see that. He didn't come out and just start brawling from the beginning. He did it. But, yeah, he shouldn't have stood there in the pocket in exchange with that guy. He should have used his used his reach cover the distance get out cut an angle you know he had some he had some spots where he really shined in that in that matchup and it was cool to see you could see the hard work he's been putting in but again you've you've done something for so many years street fighting just brawl boxing that kind of stuff you're yep. gonna revert back to those habits when you get tired and he was tired i mean he, you know or, or fatigued or whatever right as you get into that state so the more he works on it the more that's going to become a norm for him until it just is the norm where he starts boxing and you yep. know it'll be good i don't ever want to see that switch go away completely though no. because that's something that makes him exciting you know yeah. so well at the end of the day everybody's got to remember that adam has 10 uh, what is he? Ten and one, or ten zero oh and one now, or ten mm-hmm. and one? Uh, he's had maybe eleven professional boxing fights and one professional MMA fight, mm-hmm. zero amateur fights. Yeah. So we're talking about a guy that achieved a world championship belt with basically six or seven fights. Yeah, and uh, he like beat he beat up Eric or, Martel, who's the top, one, one top or, five. One or two rounds in each fight too, so yeah. it's like he's he's he's. So some of these guys that have had uh, um, uh, he's had less rounds than a lot of guys have even had fights. Yeah. So like when you look back on the guys that he's beat in boxing, it, it's it's a stacked card. Like he's beat Todd Stout, Victor. Well, that's Valenaki. why I laugh when people on the stupid like, internet go on like somebody. Um, so so that Wayne Peters from the. Um, I forget the 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 fan page thing, but anyway, he shared Braidwood's matchup where he just one punched like knockout that that guy in Victoria, and and then somebody else even after this this last fight. Oh, when's he gonna fight somebody with real competition and blah blah blah? It's like, well, okay, so these last two guys are kind of like comebacks after the the emotional tragedy that that he went through with the with the death of Tim. I mean, you can't just bounce back and fight. You know, a, a top twenty or top thirty guy until you know that your head's on a little bit right. I exactly. think that he still had that that emotional um, detachment by by competing back in Edmonton again, right? Well, so, oh yeah. Uh, well, he was obviously nervous. He's going out in front of the Edmonton crowd for the first time since what had happened on KO seventy nine. Uh, he, he he was literally walking into a hostile environment. Yeah, there were some people that weren't happy to see him there yeah right i mean you know cheering which i get you know cheer for the underdog or whatever else but but people cheering every time he would get cracked the crowd just went crazy behind us you know and he could hear that he could sense it he was different upstairs you know talking to him um the last time when his when he was competing against tim before that right he was joking he was there but he was he was very focused this time he was he was very focused but he was it, it, it to me it felt like he was trying to make jokes up uh, upstairs yeah. when we were when we were reacting with him and he was trying he was nervous so he was trying to just be jovial and laugh and whatever because he didn't want to be he, he wanted to get out of his own head yeah. right and and i could tell that and i didn't say anything he just went along stayed up there and that was why even rich is like you know i'm gonna wrap his hands i want you guys to go i'm like oh yeah of course like i know you got to talk to him and dial him in it's time to get down there and hey, this is you know, our even first as, rodeo rich no yeah <laughs> 
But even his even his choice of songs to come out, right? He's always come out to these pretty, you know, for for his size and demeanor, some pretty unorthodox songs that you wouldn't expect, yes. right? A little a little bit weirder where you're just like, what? Yeah. But the song he played the other night, I don't know the song or the lyrics, but I was kind of like, wow, that's kind of a bit of a deep song to be coming out. But I think it was something to commemorate uh, Tim or whatever else. 100%. You know what I mean? And, yeah. Oh. Hopefully after he won and he talked and he addressed the crowd and, and stuff that maybe the people of Edmonton will get behind them and see that he's not this monster that some people are trying to portray him as, that he's actually really turned over um, you know, a different side of his life. He's trying to transform this and he doesn't just care about himself. He cares about a lot of other people. He's he's actually a really super deep person. You know, I, yes. I mean I know you know him better than me, but talking to him a few times it's been it's been pretty cool to to you know get to visit with him, you know outside. People think he's stupid, and he's not. He's ah. very intelligent. He knows exactly what he's doing at all times, and, and he's very calculated. Like, just watch his social media. It's very mm-hmm. calculated. It's 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 not a it's not a fluke. So no. now that we've talked about this Adam Braidwood fight, um, we need to address some people that send messages into the podcast <laughs> to watch these fights. So Nicholas Belodu, mother, Nick listen, motherfucker. Like you have got to be one of the rudest people of all time, especially <laughs> with the messages that you sent after Adams win. So, what? so he, uh, so you said you're welcome for posting the feed, right? Yeah. So Sunday at 4.10 p.m., he, he sends me a message that says, Boogeyman with a question mark. Ha, 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 ha. Do you think he beats Keen? I said, yeah, I think he beats Keen. And he says, by KO or decision. I said, KO, what do you think? Question mark. He just writes back, LOL. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't get the joke, bud. <laughs> Oh, see, and I even read that though, but I read it to be because it's you going like, KO, like, what do you think? Duh. Like, that that's how I read even yours, knowing you, like, that, like, KO, what do you think? Not like you're actually asking him for his opinion, but like, what do you think? Are you stupid? And yeah. so he's like, haha, I guess. Do you know well, that? That's how I read that. Even I did read it and I was like, that's how I read that. But that guy's super annoying. Like, listen. That's why man. I read it the way I read it. I was like, okay, well, like, fuck you. Like, I literally, you harass us to post a feed, and then like, go fuck yourself. I was like, yourself. dude, it's gonna be on in seven hours, so just tune in in seven hours and 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 watch it like everybody else. Stop asking us this stuff. You know, I think that we need to post something on our page next time too. That's like KO countdown. It, it, Braidwood's up in seven hours. Stop yeah. messaging. <laughs> I do like the people that because there's a lot of other people that have been messaging us. They've yes. been really good. Yeah, you know, and like and like checking in and just hey, you know, I don't know if you you know saw this or I watched the thing. Any idea we're in a different time zone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I get it. And they want to see it, and I think that's what he wants to do too. He wants to watch it, but it's like holy cow, man, get off your high horse. Like I just want to reach through the phone and just uh, slap a dude. Well, he, he. I remember the last show we were at. He sends us a message. I want the feed immediately. <laughs> yeah, Excuse me, sir. I don't make the schedule. 
<laughs> I still think that's funny because you're sitting on here talking and you don't have a problem telling anybody anything. But as soon as you're on the internet and you're typing you're on the podcast page, you're like, it's like it's me. And it's the opposite. It's like you're like super nice. And I'm just like, hey, dickhead, screw you. <laughs> well, I, I like to have people still listen, but I like them to, if I'm going to shit talk you, I'd rather you hear my voice unless yeah, you're Mark Al Wetterburn. And then I'll just do it through memes. Yeah, still, man, unbelievable. <laughs> My phone was going off the hook last night while I was at the Illuminati meeting, and I'm like, what is going on? And then we have a break, and I'm like, look, like 48 messages. I was like, and, and I could see the little pictures of who it is, so I click. I was like, ooh, I got to read this, because all I saw was a picture of Markel at the bottom, so I scrolled to the top, and I'm like, dude, dude, dude. I'm like, holy smokes, and then some of those memes were unreal. A couple of them I've seen, but some of the other ones were pretty good. The box factory one? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. But so let me, like, I mean, it's no secret. So I know that that, that Ford, like, he wants to fight Ford again. Yes. Ryan Ford, which is ridiculous. So then, but now, did he did he message Ford or something or say something? Because is that, whose screenshot was that at the very beginning? Was that Ford sending it to, to, to Dustin and to... to no, that was to a, to a guy named Eric. Yeah, to Guzman. Yeah. But who, who was messaging Eric? Oh, Ford. Ford was. Yeah. Okay, okay. So then, so then, so then where, like... Where is it? Because of course, Markel's blocked me on ninety percent of the social media stuff. So, did Markel recently then say something to Ford or about Ford that Ford got wind of it, or where is this coming from from Ford? Because last time I checked, Ford, it was like he's not concerning himself with with Markel at all because they're not even in the same league. So, what had happened is Ryan Ford is looking for a fight. He wants to fight like yeah. now, uh, which I'm good with. Fucking. Let's get that guy in the ring because yeah. he's awesome. But uh, Markel Wetterburn will not shut the fuck up about Ryan Ford. Yeah, but so Ford said, fine, let's make it happen. And that's what he said to Eric. Like that was his, And then Eric's like messaged Markel, and Markel yeah. actually said he wasn't ready. Yeah, that's what happened. So Markel yeah. says he needs uh, seven fights. I got my phone off right now, so I'm not going to turn it on because <laughs> of the, the, the podcast. But – Markel had put a thing out on on Instagram mm-hmm. then shadow boxing where he's like I'm the best cruiserweight in the country name somebody who's better than me and I was like Ford <laughs> but I didn't like it's a live video so you can't like comment or whatever right like it's not like it shows up for everybody else but I screenshot that to send it to you later because <laughs> well a- Markel Wetterburn is not the best cruiserweight in Canada let's be real um if he wants to continue to say that he is the best cruiserweight in Canada, he's going to get a date with the bad guy in December. Mm. And I'm about 13 seconds from doing it. <laughs> I'm sick. <laughs> like, he's going to my hometown of Peterborough, Ontario to do a fight. Well, I got a present waiting for you there. Because I still run that place. Huh. <laughs> so I got, I got some boys that are going to have a chat with him. Nothing physical. Just a, a nice conversation. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, well, he's got he's got a, a a a very big challenge in his next opponent. Am I right? Uh, from what I understand, yeah, he's in trouble. Yeah. So it, it is what it is. Like at the end of the day, I'm gonna watch the fight because I want to see what happens. Um, 
do I want to see Ryan I, Ford take a step down in competition just to fight him? No. Oh, no. Is is uh, Markel's matchup televised or like streamed or anything like that? No, my friend's gonna be there and he's gonna stream it for us. Oh, really? Yeah. It's 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 in my hometown. It's at the the Peterborough Memorial Center. Oh, so he can put it up, and then we can even share it. We can log in on on our um, our page, and then share that feed from the Spice of Life podcast page, and tag the shit out of anybody that wants to see it. Well, obviously, there's going to be a shit ton of trash talk on there. It's going to be hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. So it, that'll be good. Um, main event that's fight. A, for, that's Saturday, is it not? It is a Saturday, yeah. Oh, I'm up in Edmonton that night, but I'll I'll tune in and watch that. Yeah, debauchery for four rounds or whatever it is. I'll get I'll get I'll see if I can get Chris Chris Bondi to stream that baby up on the TV at the party. Wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> He's got a huge theater room downstairs, so maybe I can watch it in the theater room. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so we got a little bit off topic. Let's finish the uh, the KO boxing card main event. Do you expect to ever stay on topic? You write this stuff down so you stay on topic. I'm like, ooh, look at that, purple squirrel. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> Irish Cam O'Connell versus Guadalupe Bronco Rosales. Yeah. Which we got the Mexican fans tuning in on the Spice Life podcast stream for that fight. One of the guys was his buddy from back home. How cool was that? And he wasn't lying either because I went over to, to, what was his name? Guadalupe? Gu- Guadalupe. I yeah. went over to him after, like after the event, because they were all standing out there. Even the even Braidwood's guy, right? And I went and talked to him. I was like, "Hey," I was like, "Hi," and he goes, "Hi," and I said, I-, "I was taping your fight." I said, "Do you know this guy?" And I showed him the name, like on the on the screen, and he like looks at it and like looks in the phone, looks at me. He's like, he's like, "How do you know him?" I was like, "We were taping the fight and showing it," and he was commenting because he watched it live. And the thing, he's like, that's my friend from back home. Like, we're friends. Like, <laughs> actually, we're friends. And he could speak English, right? So it's yeah. kind of neat to, to to talk. I was like, well, tell your friend hi. So I took a picture with the guy, like a selfie. And I, I wanted to go back on that that feed just to text, like, to put it on there and be like, yeah, hey, yeah, turns out you guys are friends. <laughs> Did you do that? Like, no, I, I was going to do I forgot to do it until we were talking about it. It reminded me that I, that I talked to him. But they're nice, man. I mean, it was tough talking to them after because they can't. You know, one of the coaches there was translating uh, for them, yeah. right, and and back and forth. But you know, good, super respectful guys. I mean, that's the cool thing with with them. The one thing that you know we've talked the whole time about these these opponents that came and whatever, and all these these issues that happened was that there's a major earthquake, and uh, these guys were delayed by a day getting up here. That weight cuts were challenging. You know, they're leaving to come here, and and you know, essentially they come up to Canada to compete so that they can get a little bit more money than they'd get back home to take back home. I mean, yep. that's why they're doing it. They're there. They're they're putting their faces and their fists and stuff on, on the line so that they can you know, try to better themselves for, for their families. And, and here now they have to leave with this huge emotional baggage and, and worrying about families and disaster. And they're like, well, we got to go to work. Yeah. It's like, you talk about here fighting, oh, I got stresses in my fighting life. It's like, <laughs> how's this stuff for just leveled? And they're like, well, see you later, babe. Have fun cleaning up. Yeah. You know, like, unreal. Uh, I will say for every one of the Mexicans that was on the card, even E.T.'s opponent, every one of them came to fight. Yeah. Like, they checked their shit at the door, and they came in the ring, and they every one of them put on a fucking fantastic performance, especially Hugo Aguilar. 
uh, Cristiano Lorando and Guadalupe Bronco Rosales. Uh, Guadalupe is a tough motherfucker. Yeah, he uh, he rocked Cam a few times. Yeah, or no, Gua- sorry, that was the, sorry, Guadalupe's the 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 guy with Braidwood. He knocked Braidwood a few times, rocked him. No, Cristiano but, uh, is the guy with Braidwood. Guadalupe is Cam's guy. Yeah, well then, yes, he did. He rocked Cam a couple. Times. Um, there was at one point there, I don't know what round it was, where he cracked Cam, and Cam Cam did a double step back, and I was like, oh no, he's gonna get put away. Cam recovered. You know, I don't remember what round it was. There's only one part where I, I was actually like, holy crap, I've never seen Cam get cracked like that before and actually have it affect him. You know, he's pretty durable, Cam. Well, Cam came right out of the right out of the shoot, chucking bombs. Mm-hmm. I've never seen him do that before. Like he just came marched right across and started throwing bombs. Yeah. So obviously Cam wanted to make a statement with the fight. Like he came back after a tough loss to Tony Lewis. And uh what a fight. Uh, Cam took Cam took a few too many punches, in my opinion. But do you feel that Cam, even though he came out to fight and he did, and it was it was exciting that he still he kind of he kind of by the round three and four and then five six seven eight not or five six seven eight he he, he fought like he always like he always yes. fights like not a lot of um, evolution yet to Cam since I've really started watching boxing and really getting. You know, to to understand it a lot more. He's he's. It just seems like he still has so much potential that he can be growing on. But he, maybe he's focusing on the same things all the time. And I'm not sure what that is. Maybe I'm missing something. I know I'm not the coach and I'm not skilled in boxing. But just standing there watching, it's like it's. He, he's got a lot of the same punching combinations with the same angles and 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 it's just. A lot of speed and, and a lot of repetitiveness that I that I felt like his opponent this time started to get a read on him yeah. and started to capitalize on him more as the fight goes on. Like I don't I know Cam won, but but I think Cam won because he won enough at the beginning. But I think he was starting to lose at the end. That was just yes. my opinion watching it. And and uh, you know I try to as much as we still have our favorites here on the show. I still when we do breakdowns, I try to be as honest as possible yeah. with with what I saw. You know, and I just want what's best for him. And I hope that, that, that him and his coaches can go back and look at stuff and go, hmm, what can we do now? You know, like, I don't know 100% what Cam focuses on in camp. I haven't been in a, in a camp with Cam to, to see what he's doing. Um, but from what I can see in his fights, is he like it might just be the way he fights, but I, I feel they focus on a lot of pocket work where I think he's got one of the, grip, one of the best footwork coaches in in Alberta and maybe in Canada in Roman where I'd like to see a little bit more of in and out movement from Cam and mm-hmm. uh and, and cutting angles and stuff like that I'd like to see a little more of it cuz I know he can do it and I think it would uh it would translate into taking less shots um, yeah and I don't want Cam to be slighted by that in any, by any way I love Cam I think he's fantastic I think he's one of the best boxers we got in Canada but uh mm-hmm. I do. I do think there's a there's a few things that he can work on. Uh, in and out, in and out movement would be my number one pick. Yeah, because he's fast to get in. He's very fast to get into crack guys. And then, I mean, and it's weird because working with Roman, right, and knowing what Roman's trying to get me to work on, it's like, well, you know. But I'm seeing everybody else that's doing it. They stay in, coach. How come I can't stay? In? Yeah. <laughs> that's what I want to say. But it's like, do you want to get hit like that? So, well, Cam covers that inside distance so fast. So if he could go in there, unload his his two headshots and three body shots, and get the fuck out, 
instead of burying his head. Like you can only bury your head in so many people's chests, right? Exactly. Yeah. Like so, if he could, he, he maybe the first time he goes and buries his chest, and they do some dirty boxing in there for a little bit. The next time he can get the hell out. Mm-hmm. Like switch it up. Like it just seems a very repetitive motion, but uh, at the end of the day, Cam won the fight. Yeah. Um, I thought I thought he edged the fight out by one round. Yeah, and then, and I agree. Like I I thought that he was just ahead. It wasn't like a, a blowout or anything like that. He was nowhere near gonna put him down at all by any means. And and uh, yeah, he you know he won. He did what he needed to do to to pull off the W. And you know he did look better. He did look better in that matchup than he did against Tony. Yes, like he just he seemed a little off against Tony. And um and it showed. It was also his first. Was that ten round fight or twelve? Who Cam? against Tony? Ten. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, but you know, he did, he, he looked, he looked like he, he came back and I mean, he did things different again. It's always tough to come back after that, that loss. Right. I mean, you know, maybe, maybe he was working on things differently for Tony's matchup and he went back to what worked for this fight. And we just saw more of it because he, that that's what he's seen success with so far. Yeah. Somebody just sent me a message on Skype. I don't like that cause it makes noise. So don't ever do that again. If you listen to the show, you fuck. <laughs> Unless it's one of our big guest managers that I've said to send you requests and you just don't know what it is, then thank oh, you. Maybe it was. <laughs> it said AM something, so I don't know. Hopefully it was. That's 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 uh that's Tony Banch's uh publicity manager. Oh, is it? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um another situation that happened at KO Boxing uh, involves Mr. John Brack. Mr. Brack is very upset with some of the comments that I made on my live feed. John, you li- you need to watch all the fights. They all run in together. So I wasn't actually saying that you suck at your job. I was saying you suck because you put my your ass on my face too many times. It was a fucking joke. So get over it, you fuck. I actually like you, John. I think you're one of the best referees we got in the sport. Um. I didn't even reply to your to your to your message because it like like fucking Jesus Christ, get some thicker skin, motherfucker. Like I don't dislike you. I, I shook your hand at the show and I, I joked around with you as you made fun of my suit and the hat I was wearing. Uh I didn't I didn't want to put you down because you had to go in there and and deal with guys fighting. But you wanna make fun of a guy that shows up in a fucking fourteen hundred dollar suit and's wearing a hat, that's fine. Cool, bro. You're wearing a referee's uniform. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't get the joke. It's, it's cool though. <laughs> I, I like John. I think he's a nice guy. Um, I did. I like the fact that his ass was in my face while I was trying to record a video. No, I don't want to look at that. No. So no. take, take, learn to take a joke. <laughs> well, I mean, and and again, co- context is everything, right? I mean, you, you hear something out of context or or at a different time, and it can come out uh, very bad. I mean, we 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 here at the Spice of Life podcast know that all too well, and um, you know, uh, it, it is what it is, I suppose, right? Some people hear certain things and then they don't want to listen to do the whole thing unwind, and you know, it, it is what it is. On a on a better note than that, we did show up to Edmonton. We rolled deep. We brought the boogie child. We brought Mighty Mouse, and my wife came. So uh, it, it was really neat to see the boogie child and the boogeyman team up. Yeah. 
I still think the funniest thing for me is I think how 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 mean mugus she always is when she's around Adam or anybody else. She always just looks like she could care less, like just Doesn't whatever. Care. No. Um, with her mom, she's you know, and when she's when she's smiling, she had her hair done, she's smiling good, camera comes out, it's like no. It's just like you. Yeah. It's like you're laughing. <laughs> I feel like screenshotting some of this stuff when we're talking. Yeah, look at that. You can't even do it. You just boom. But she's like that. Your poor wife, man. She just wants a nice picture with you guys smiling and nobody'll do it for her. <laughs> nope. Your your nephew was pretty uh pretty chill and um easygoing, mild mannered. <laughs> You're a liar. He's I swear to God, if I would have not known you, I'd have been like, that kid is 100% your son. <laughs> he's he's not, a little prick. Oh, yeah. He's a little <laughs> asshole. He's, uh, he's, uh, he's been banned now from coming on road trips with us. Oh, my goodness. He's, and he's out of control. He's nuts. Like he, he wouldn't shut up in the room. It's like, listen, kid. I don't even know you. I want to talk to these three people that I haven't seen in, a, you know, months. And uh, and it's like I get that you are maybe used to being the center of attention in your house, but it's, you're not the center of attention in this room right now. Dude, he's like that all the time. He does not shut up. The uh, I wish that that Asian dude at the very end of the night would have came over and talked to us earlier instead of being so creepy because what he wanted your nephew to do was hilarious. That would have been funny. And he would have been all. He would have done it. That's the thing. If he just had to come. I wish he just had to done it. Yeah. After he said it, you're like, oh, let's do it. But it's like, ah, too bad. Yeah. That would have been funny. So, yeah, he did. uh, Like there was two young ladies that were there that had big fake boobies. And they were hanging out of their dresses. And Hunter found them, mm-hmm. got hugs from them, and won't shut the fuck up about it. Yeah. I had these big boobs, four boobs in my face. I got a boner. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> we had a, all in all, though, we had a good time. It was a great fight card. Um, it was cool to see Adam with, with Lexi, finally. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's always good to see the the guys that we support win. So yeah, it, and I got to I got to hang out with Ryan Ford a little bit. He's an old friend. I've known that guy for a decade. Um, most of the time when we hang out before he'd punch me in the face, so it was nice to not get hit by him. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we had a great time at KO. I know that you got to go out for dinner after with uh, with Adam. I went out the night before with all the KO guys. Milan just springs for the whole thing. Fantastic. Ooh, thanks, Milan, you can say, hey? Yeah, thanks, Milan. Milan was so funny at the very end of the night, though. Like, very end of KO, right? As we're all getting ready to leave. I was like, is there a party or whatever, you know? Or what are we doing? Are you guys going out to eat? That's what I said to Adam and Rich. He goes, oh, yeah, man, I'm starving. I was like, I'm going home tonight, so I'd love to eat with you guys, and then I'm going to take off. So... He's like, we're going to the hotel. We'll just go to state like we did last time. I was like, okay, cool. So we're just talking. I was like, do you guys need a ride? And Rich is like, no, we're going to walk. I'm like, you sure? He's like, yeah, we need to talk. I was like, okay, coach, no problem. I'll meet you there. And right as we're about to leave, Milan walks over. And he's like, you guys are leaving? And uh, he's like, yeah. And he just looks right at Braidwood. He goes, smiles like 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 Milan kind of does where you just know it's something, nothing good is coming out next. And he's like, he's like, has that big deep sigh. He's like, next time you fight here, 
no hotel. You're not staying at that hotel. You're staying with me. I'm keeping you locked up. You're staying with me. I'm a, you need supervision. If Rich can't be with you, you're staying with me. You need supervision. There'll be no more of this shenanigans. I'll say that. But he got right into everything else. I'm not going to say it on yeah. Aon Webs, right? But it was like he points at his arm. He's like, that can't be happening anymore. You you need to take this seriously. And he's just like, I, I, I know. It's time to get serious. It's time to get serious. He's like, I don't think you know. He's like, I'm not kidding. You don't get a hotel next time. And he just turns around and walks away. It was so funny. And he's like, he looks at me. He's like, do you think he's, do you think he's upset with me? And then he just kind of braided with smiles and laughs, right? He's like, time to get serious. So, coach, time to get serious. And he's like, how much running did you do? Then they're just did, did, did yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. It was well, funny. It was good. At the end of the day, Rich and Milan aren't wrong. Um, nope. Adam has a ton of talent. He's got the athleticism 100%. He's got the willingness to learn, and he's got the personality. Totally. So That's the one. The, the, what goes hand-in-hand hand with that personality is being a crazy motherfucker at the same time, right? And uh, I do not think that it's a bad idea to rein that in a little bit. No, not at all. So no, that's why Rich said that he plans on next time coming out. He says, I don't have a problem coming out a week before, but I need to plan for it. Then we need to both come out a week before because he can't be here finishing up his camp by himself, running around, doing, doing crazy things by himself. No, like keep, Oh, I mean, I get that you got to do the publicity thing. He's got, he's great at selling seats and getting, getting out there and, you know, rubbing elbows with everybody, which we've talked about that forever. It's a huge part of what it is. And it, and it happens the week before the fight. I mean, that's usually when it happens. So, so go do it. But at the same time, it's like, he'd be better off staying a couple of days after getting together with some of those guys. Anyway, Hey, buy the tickets. I'm staying for a week after let's go out for dinner after when we can let loose a little bit. Yeah. He'd probably sell even more that way, you know? Keep them for a little bit after the fact, but they're usually like, "Hey, we got to get you out of this city." <laughs> well, what what Ko actually needs to do is set Adam up with a promo code, where mm-hmm. they could go on that Everbright website, put in the promo code Boogeyman. Yeah, that's the way to track your tickets. Like all, every one of these guys needs a promo code on that site. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, yeah, it's going to save them from having to run around like assholes. Yeah, but at the end of the day, man, you and I both know that when I you go up and you say, hey, hey Tanner, here's a ticket to my fight. Uh, I'm going to meet up with you tomorrow. How many you want? One or two? You're like, yeah, two, man. And then I come meet you. You're going to buy them. Or if I go, Tanner, log on to Eventbrite and buy two tickets to the fight, you ain't going to do it. Well, I Unless say- you're a diehard fan, but you don't do it. For then they don't do it. There's fans everywhere. You know, too, when you used to sell tickets, you sold way more handing somebody something saying, give me money. I've sold them both ways. Um, I, I think for a guy that's coming in from out of town like Adam does, he comes from Victoria, uh, The re- realistically, he needs to have a promo code. Like, mm. what's the point of having him come out a week early when he's running around for that whole week trying to sell tickets at the strip club and fucking all these other fucking ridiculous places? Like, instead of selling 30 tickets when he comes to town, maybe he could sell 130 with yeah. people wanting to support him on, like, to go online. Like, the guy's so, so social media savvy, I think he could sell tickets online. Yeah, I agree. You're right. He's a little different than the other guys. So, yeah. Like, you, you tell me that Brad Switzer isn't going to go out and sell tickets. Like, he's going to sell tickets online this time. I don't know how well that'll work. 
Yeah, he's right in the middle of the bar. It'd be easy for him to exactly. sell he lives there, right? So, yeah, true enough. True enough. Like for people to to buy boxing tickets from Mexico, it's just not going to happen. I think Adam's the only guy that'd be able to pull it off. Yeah, I agree. But it is what it is. That's the KO boxing card. Um, next KO event it should be December eighth. Um, show up, man. They put on the bet like. We got that other promotion that's in Alberta saying they're the premier promotion, but I hate to tell you guys, you're not. The premier promotion in Alberta is KO Boxing. They put on the best fights with the best fighters. That's just the truth. If it was the other way around, I'd say it. Mm -hmm. Um, Make sure that you guys stay tuned. Follow them on Facebook, KO Boxing. I'm not going to give Mel's things out. I don't need her getting like dick pics or any kind of weird stuff on the internet. But uh, KO Boxing on the Facebooks, and uh, if you want the the tickets, it's Eventbrite. Mm-hmm. There you go. That's the KO wrap-up. We'll see you guys on Thursday. Who we got Thursday? That's a surprise. Might be big. Peace.